blocking. Deep pattern. Downfield. Touchdown, Miami. What a throw. Devontae Parker. Holy smokes. What a drive. What is up, Dolph fans? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? It is Monday, and on today's show, we have a very, very busy show for you. The Dolphins dip into the wide receiver market and find a gem, plus a center for the middle of the offensive line that really caught my eye on tape, and we're going to begin rolling my interviews with each of these new acquisitions. You'll hear from linebacker Bernardrick McKinney. You're going to hear from cornerback Justin Coleman and wide receiver Robert Foster. All of that and more on this Monday, March the 22nd edition of the Drive Time Podcast. And a couple more signings became official just before we published the podcast on Friday. So we have some breakdowns to get to here before we send it to my interviews with McKinney, Coleman, and Foster. And before we do that, also, this roster is beginning to really take shape in terms of how it looks from the top down to the 53. And I think you've got ultimate flexibility heading into the draft. You could really line up tomorrow and play a game with this Miami Dolphins roster as it is right now and be able to fill out each position, each role, and be ready to take on another team in the National Football League. Now, could they maybe use another edge defender? Sure. A running back maybe? Yeah, there's could be some investments in those positions. But if you look at the defensive end position in general and how this team was last year in 2019, what Coach Flores and Josh Boyer as coaches in their past stops have had at defensive end, that hasn't been a position that has really been about the big money free agent or the big splash player. I mean, going back to the Patriots history, Richard Seymour, Willie McGinnis, Chandler Jones, uh, recently Trey Flowers. How many edge players have left that program and then the Patriots turned around and drafted a guy in the middle rounds and turned him into the next Trey Flowers, Chandler Jones, Willie McGinnis, or Richard Seymour. I mean, it just continued to happen for them over and over again. So I don't think that you have to look at that position and say, they better go get two or three more veterans at that spot. Plus, Zach Sealer kicks out there and plays defensive end in four-man lines frequently. So does Christian Wilkins. Both those guys can do that job and really help set the edge and play the edge in the run game that way. So I can see where you would want another one. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we've got four picks in the top 50 and a chance to berth a litter out of those draft picks if the Dolphins do make a trade in this draft. But you can really get all of your fronts what you ha- that you want to call on defense with this current roster. Remember, there are plenty of bare fronts where you cover up the guard, center, and guard, which is three big, beefy defensive linemen. You could do that with Davis, Sealer, and Wilkins, and Butler, any combination of those four guys as your down front for the bare front. Plenty of two-man fronts, whether it's 2-3 or 2-4. Remember, we run six or more defensive backs at the seventh highest clip in the league last year. DBs play far more than front seven players do in this defense. And like I mentioned, you can get your four-man fronts with really any combination of Ogba, you know, one of the best defensive ends in the National Football League last season, Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis, Zach Sealer, and Adam Butler. And don't forget Jason Strobridge either. I thought he played well in limited work last season as well. He'll continue to develop as a fifth-round draft pick last season. All right, so that's a little bit of an overview as we are now a week removed from the start of the legal tampering period. Free agency is now well underway as well. Signings have become official roster activity all over the league going on. And one of the bigger splashes for the Dolphins late last week, the signing of former Texans wide receiver Wolf Will Fuller. And oh man, do I like that move. 
you plug on his tape and you just watch him win in a variety of ways against a variety of coverages, variety of pre-snap alignments. Teams tried to press him and get physical with him. He would play in a condensed split, in a nasty split, which is where you're just barely off the end line of the tackle on either side of the formation. He can line up out wide. He can beat a cushion. He can beat press. And the way he's able to attack the the open ground in front of him with off coverage and get that defensive back to make a quick decision to attack the leverage. It's very, very impressive. The way he gets off press with physical and active hands to keep his frame clean so they can't press him and disrupt his route. And then from there, he stacks defensive backs with great regularity, gets on top of them, and you see oftentimes these guys are falling back on their heels, getting turned around, and wind up chasing him with four, five, six yards of separation. He's super physical at the line, super sudden. He's got nuance in his routes. I think that's something he learned throughout the course of his NFL career so far. As a first-round draft pick back in 2016, he's really added that nuance and seasoned veteran skill set to his skill set. He'll throw a head fake in there, some lean. Again, this guy eats up leverage and attacks relentlessly against defensive backs and their leverage. So there's there's so much to watch this guy. You even go back to college, I saw this great clip of him going up against Adoree Jackson with Notre Dame and USC. And Jackson comes up to the line and they dap up, they shake hands before the first play of the game. And Will Fuller goes up top for 80 yards and a touchdown on the very first play of the game. So this is a guy that has a reputation as a high-end, top-gear, you know, four, sub-four, 440-yard dash guy, and those guys might get reputations as one-trick ponies sometimes, but that is just not the case. This guy can do everything all over the formation, multiple routes. You look at the route tree from Matt Harmon, who does the Reception Perception Project, his website, looking at every single receiver. Will Fuller was at least average in win rate on every single route in the route tree except for out routes, and he wasn't even bad in that regard. I think he was slightly below average in terms of his win rate, but he had like an 80% win rate on slants. What does that remind you of? He had like a 67% win rate on takeoff routes. What did Tua do in college? He went deep all day long. Post route, same story. This guy just wins. He creates separation. He gets vertical. He can run the crossers, the slants, the drags. This is a damn good receiver who was asked to really step up and be the number one alpha receiver in Houston last year when DeAndre Hopkins went to Arizona. And boy, he, he just did it. In eight of the 11 games he played last season, he topped 82% of the offensive snaps. So they didn't take him off the field. They relied on him for many of their big plays. And the stats just continue to really stack up and get more and more impressive. In five seasons, 23.9% of his snaps have come in the slot. So he does have some slot experience, but he's more primarily an outside receiver. 4-3-2, 40-yard dash, 99th percentile in that time, all time at the scouting combine. So this guy can flat out go. He creates separation, has that juice. Crossers, comebacks, go routes, whatever you want him to run, he can do it. You look at his stats on pro football focus first. He led the NFL in yards per target at 11.7 yards per target, one of my favorite stats. He had an average depth of target of 13.3 yards, which was about 25th, 26th in the National Football League. But nobody that had a higher average depth of target had a better catch percentage than Will Fuller, who caught 70.7% of his passes. So not only is he efficient making big plays, he catches a lot of balls too. Like that's a pretty rare combination. 16.6 yards per catch. He had four receptions of 40 or more yards last year, 11 of 20 or more yards. This guy is a playmaker. 2.28 yards per route ran, which ranked 11th in the National Football League. And Texans quarterbacks had a 132.5 passer rating when going after him or throwing the ball at Will Fuller. Talk about the roster impact here and what it might mean to the rest of the room. Well, 
It just gives you the ultimate complement and balance to that room with Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mike Gesicki, all these trees and big body receivers the Dolphins have. Now they have the guy that can take the top off the defense, the guy that can threaten the safety to have to move over and create one-on-one chances for Gesicki, for Williams, for Parker. It just changes the way the defense views you because of that speed, because of the electric after-the-catch ability this guy has. To me, it makes all the difference in the world. And we'll see what happens with the rest of the free agent market here and in the draft class with plenty of plenty of playmakers at the receiver position, but I think Will Fuller is a great step in the right direction at the skill spot for the Miami Dolphins. So Fuller in tow. We also had another signing late last week, Matt Skura, the center coming over from the Ravens. And we'll go ahead and do a quick rundown on him here. He's played in 54 career games, started 51 of those contests. And the first thing that I noticed watching some of his tape, I went back to 2019 because he had a catastrophic injury to his knee in uh, November 25th, 2019. He had an ACL, MCL, PCL tear, dislocated his kneecap, and then he made it back to start the 2020 season on opening day. John Harbaugh, the Ravens head coach, praised him for that, for his work ethic, for his dedication in the weight room. Talked about how tough, smart, and physical of a player this guy is. And when I plug in his tape, that play strength is what first stands out, talking about that 2019 tape as well as 2022, but I thought he was exceptional in 2019. He can wall off the backside because he's big and thick and strong. To me, this is the strongest center the Dolphins have had, in my opinion, since Tim Ruddy. Like this guy, he's a he's significant. He's stout and he can drop the anchor and pass protection. He fires off the ball with a low pad level and generates push as a run blocker on the interior. His feet stay active through contact, and it gives him the occasional pancake block up at the second level. Now, he's not going to get out in space and lead a convoy down the football field, but he is smart. He's going to get you in the right checks. He's going to be rock solid and pass protection. In fact, he was credited with just 10 quarterback pressures allowed on 334 pass blocking reps last season. That's a 97.1% pass blocking efficiency rate. And in 2019, even better, seven total pressures and committed just two penalties as the anchor in the middle of the Ravens offensive line. This guy does not get flagged either. No no trips to the TNT wall for him uh, in, in training camp. He does not fall start. He does not hold. He gets his job done. He's durable. He's reliable. Four-year career, over 1,824 pass blocking snaps, just five total sacks allowed, and nine QB hits. Now, there was a moment last year where some snapping the football became an issue. He had sent the ball over his quarterback's head a couple times, and they wound up going to somebody else at that position. But you get that ironed out. This guy is, again, the guy that's going to get you in the right checks, get you in the right look against the, the correct call against the, the particular front you're facing. He's going to help in pass protection immensely. He's going to get pushed in the running game. And I think that it just adds more competition to that offensive line. You've got Michael Dieter, who played some center in college. Jesse Davis snapped a little bit last year in training camp. And Cameron Tom is on a futures contract. So Skura steps in. Veteran presence has experience at the position. A pretty ready-made replacement for Ted Karras, who signed with the Patriots. I think this makes Miami much stronger up the middle. It makes them very smart in the middle as well. I'm excited about this signing as well, just as I was the Will Fuller one. So Will Fuller and Matt Skura now in tow. We're going to have those guys on a future edition here of the Drive Time Podcast. On Friday's Drive Time Podcast, we'll interview both those new signings. But before we get to Monday's interviews, a couple of reported signings over the weekend, a couple of linebackers for this Dolphins defense. Duke Riley, who was a special teams ace, 
He's a very active type of player. One of those play with his hair on fire type of guys. And he's one of a long line from a bunch of LSU linebackers that have come into the league and stuck around for a long time. But I was a big fan of his game in Atlanta with the Falcons. And to be honest, I'm not as familiar with his time in Philadelphia. But he had 159 career tackles in five seasons, half of a sack, and one interception. He's six foot one, 230 pounds. And at that size, he's more of an off-ball linebacker coverage type of guy, and you see that as evidenced by the sack numbers. He's just never been a guy that was really counted on all that often to blitz the quarterback, but he is very solid in pass coverage. And something of the antithesis of that is another new reported signing over the weekend in our third player from the Houston Texans in Brennan Scarlett. Now, he's of that 260-pound variety. He did a lot more in terms of rushing, setting the edge. If you're looking for that Kyle Van Noy prototype, this is it in terms of his build and play style. Five and a half career sacks listed as an outside linebacker for the Texans. So while these players both play the same position on paper, really what they're going to do and their jobs and their responsibilities and all that stuff will be different from one another. So we'll break down those moves further on the Wednesday Drive Time Podcast. One last bit of news here before we get into our interviews with three Miami Dolphins free agent signings. Isaiah Wilson has been waived after a swap of seventh round draft picks a little over a week ago. So there you have it. Isaiah Wilson no longer with the football team. And with that, we have some other signings we're going to talk to right now on the podcast. I talked to Dolphins linebacker Bernardrick McKinney, cornerback Justin Coleman, and wide receiver Robert Foster. Let's go ahead and start here with Bernardrick McKinney. And joining me now on the Drive Time Podcast is new Dolphins linebacker comes over in a trade from the Houston Texans, Bernardrick McKinney. And Bernardrick, first thing I want to ask you is, you know, this free agency week and the, the new league year is kind of a whirlwind. How are you processing everything right now? How are you enjoying your time in Miami? And, and just how's it going? Uh, feels great to be here, man. I want to thank the coaches, the organization, for just giving me the opportunity to be here. And um, me and my uh, wife here right now trying to, look around and find some houses and um I mean this is a great feeling to be here so uh, you didn't get lost up in the mazes up there in the offices did you oh definitely did about three <laughs> three times definitely did I, I just had to stay put and uh and just wait for somebody to come get me so uh last year I ran into Raekwon Davis our defensive tackle and I was new to the building and so was he and we both tried to help each other get out of there and I thought I was gonna have to take on a block there from Raekwon Davis wasn't looking forward to that but <laughs> it's it's confusing <laughs> up there man uh I want to I want to start off with this question for you here about just what football has meant to you in your life because I know you know all you, you professional football players it's a it's kind of your identity a little bit in terms of how you get to this point in your life just what has football meant for you growing up to you know playing in peewee to now being here with the Miami Dolphins I mean, starting Pee-wee, I, I really wasn't too focused uh, about the NFL then. I was just uh, focused on having fun. But just growing up middle school, high school, um, just uh, seeing my mom and dad struggle, uh, not be able, to, be able to get everything I, I could get at that age, um, it, it just gave me a drive to just be like, okay, let me do this for my family. So it was uh, just me just looking at my family and trying to help them out. And now it's doing a lot for my family media family, you know, my wife and my kids, and they're having fun and being able to provide for them and make sure that happens. That's an awesome message. And you talk about looking for a house down there in South Florida, definitely a good yeah. place to, to come down to. Are you familiar with the area at all? Are you, are you getting used to the weather acclimating yet? Uh, I'm not familiar with the, um, the, um, familiar down here yet. Um, 
but I'm gonna get familiar with it. Uh, I'm from Mississippi, and it's kind of—I mean, Texas, Texas helped me a lot, uh, knowing the, the uh, toll roads and stuff like that. Because where I'm from is just one road in and out. But I'm definitely gonna get used to it and uh, get familiar with the town, the city, uh, so I can be able to move around. Now, you mentioned growing up in Mississippi, and I did some some background on you and learned that you were a high school quarterback. What would Bernardrick yeah. McKinney, today's scouting report, be on Bernardrick McKinney, the high school quarterback? Uh, I would definitely, uh, if I was a coach uh, playing against Bernardrick McKinney, the quarterback, I would definitely uh, tell him um, he's a freak of nature. So <laughs> I don't know how we're going to be able to stop him. Uh, we have to play with 12 or 13 players. Uh, he's a he's a big guy. Um so, lower your pass when you're trying to tackle him. So, I, I, I want to know how to stop him. <laughs> that's too good. I, I want to go, like, more serious on this. That's a great scouting report, though. It's tough to, to transition off that. And I guess what I'll try to do is, is ask you, because, you know, watching some of your, your tape at, with the Texans there, man, one of my favorite things about watching that is the way you bark out orders and get guys lined up. So, I'm curious, how much did that quarterback experience help you with kind of the mental processing side of things of, of playing linebacker? Uh, it definitely, I mean, high school and, I mean, your high school and NFL is two different levels, but it kind of helped me understand offenses, um, understand offenses. So it helped me defense, defensive wise better, you know, know what's coming, if that makes sense. But it helped me a lot, uh, as being a leader, uh, when I started being a linebacker for, uh, Mississippi State and for the Texans. So quarterback definitely helped me a lot for, uh, for those type of uh, situations. You come over here to join Brian Flores in his third year in the National Football League as a head coach. What is kind of the the reputation you've heard about coach from around the league? Like, what do you know about Coach Flores? Uh, I'm trying to get to know him. I won't, I won't just speak speak off the top of my head right now, so I won't just say that. But I'm definitely going to get to know him more and uh, hopefully be uh, become great teammates, um, friends. He's the coach, you know, so – yeah, definitely. Well, and we'll go ahead and follow up here with one last question for you. Um, what is what's one thing about Bernardrick McKinney that fans they might not know, but they need to know? Like whether it's a guilty pleasure, an obscure hobby, or something. What's the number one thing we have to know about Bernardrick McKinney? I'm um, I'm kind of crazy on the field. Uh, hard nosed, um, bad, but off the field, I'm uh, a jokester. Love to have fun and. I just love to have fun and, and joke around a lot, so I'm, I'm really goofy off the field. Well, you'll have to get to know Christian Wilkins then because he's kind of the guy that, that stirs the drink, as it were. And and speaking of your new teammates, I, I heard you were a pretty big gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some guys around the building that will play some games with you too. What, what's your go-to game? Uh, Probably Apex or GTA or something like that. I've heard a lot of trash talk about 2K and uh, Call of Duty, so maybe maybe that that'll be where the area where uh, your teammates challenge you some, some video games, and you guys can get to know each other that way a little bit. Bernardrick McKinney, yeah. New Dolphins linebacker. I appreciate your time today, man. I know you're very busy. Thanks for doing this with me. Appreciate you, man. And there he goes, New Dolphins linebacker Bernardrick McKinney. Man, talk about fun tape to watch. That guy is explosive as hell. Those those Texans games the last couple of years can be some some nuggets for us this offseason to go back and study and take a look at both McKinney as well as Will Fuller. Let's go ahead and keep this thing moving along here on the defensive side of the football and get to my interview with New Dolphins cornerback Justin Coleman. And joining me now on the Drive Time podcast is New Dolphins cornerback Justin Coleman. It's been kind of like a first day of school for you, right? Like you go through all the the photos and meet your coaches and stuff. How's how's the first day going for you so far? 
Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, it's actually been great meeting everyone. And, uh, you know, I ended up running into, <laughs> I ended up running into Dan Marino. And uh, I was starstruck, but I didn't want to show him. <laughs> that, that, that's the one around the hallways that always gets you. What, what did he have to say for you? Uh, I mean, he had some kind of words, you know, hello, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. No, no Ace Ventura impressions or anything like that? Um, no, it was uh, it was just great to meet him, you know, getting an opportunity to stand in his presence. And, you know, uh, actually, it was wonderful that he, you know, took the time out to, you know, pre- to took the time out to show himself. Yeah, you'll see him around there a lot. He's got that big office at the end of the hallway there that uh, he spends some time in on the practice field as well. So I do want to start here with you, Justin, and ask you, you know, you've been in the NFL for a few years now. What does football mean to you, a person that's grown up playing from, you know, young age up to the professional ranks now here in Miami? What has football meant to you in your life? You no, know, football has definitely carried me a long way. And, you know, right now it became, you know, what I, it's all I know right now, you know, it's everything, you know, it's what built me into the person I am today. I learned a lot through, you know, high school, middle school, you know, college, whatever. I learned a whole lot, you know, on and off the field, the, the things I learned, you know, throughout football, I, you know, I use it outside of football and, you know, it, it's been putting me in a great position and allowing me to, you know, put myself towards success. And now here you are in Miami, and from a football standpoint, arriving here with the Dolphins and a familiar coaching staff, what are you looking forward to most about the football aspect of being here with the Dolphins? You know, I'm getting, I'm looking forward to, you know, get, building the chemistry with the guys, all the players, all the coaches, you know, everyone in the organization. You know, I want to get to know everyone, you know, kind of understand, you know, how they go about things and just get to know everyone and, you know, basically, you know, I just want to be able to, you know, help these guys. And one of the things about playing down here in Miami with Josh Boyer and, and Brian Flores, Justin, is that you are going to play multiple coverages and different looks. So I'm, I'm curious, how much did that kind of weigh into your decision to come to Miami? And, and what are the keys to being successful in defense that is so multiple? Um, You know, I feel like it didn't really play too much of a part, you know, as far as, you know, my position, but, you know, wherever my role is, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take full advantage of it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I kind of forgot what you just said, the second question, but um, I'm going to just leave it at that. Cause I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, all I asked you was, what are the keys to, to being successful in a multiple defense, whether it's, you know, communication or, or being versatile? What's, what's some of the keys to being successful in a multiple defense? Oh, you definitely got to be a smart person, you know, or somebody that's willing to learn. And uh, definitely communication is a huge part of that. And, you know, that's all part of being a versatile player, you know, you, you know, wherever you can, wherever you can help. They say the more you can do, you know, the better of a player you could be. And I know that you you do have that familiarity with with Flo and, and Coach Boyer as well. But have you had a chance to to get to know your position coach yet at all, Coach uh, Coach Gerald Alexander? Uh, you know, this day has been fast. I kind of been you know skimming through the day and uh, meeting people and 
you know, just kind of going about the day uh, at a fast pace. And, um, you know, I sat down with a couple of the coaches and had conversations with them and got to know them. And uh, they got to know me as well. And, you know, uh, but overall, you know, everything has just been really quick. Is, yeah, so I talk about the communication aspect of the game. He's he's very big on that. He's talked about that to us and media availabilities before. So I was wondering how that kind of keyed up with what, what you came down here to Miami for. And speaking of your coaching staff, you know, uh, again, going back to, to playing with Josh Boyer in New England, and I was curious to get your take on this because you were an undrafted player yourself, and it seems like there are so many players that come up undrafted under Coach Flores, under Coach Boyer, that wind up making it and, and turning into you know good careers in the NFL – how does that happen? What's what's the key to the undrafted free agent coming up and having a long career like yourself? I mean, to me, it's just a want. You know, every every person have a a different level of want, and um, you know, for for my position, well, for my for me, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder. You know, not being drafted or whatever, but you know, that kind of just played a part. You know, just a small part in it, but just my background, you know, just how I came up, how I grew up. I just was always a hard worker. And, you know, that probably is the same for a lot of undrafted guys. You know, they have that chip on their shoulder and um, they just want to prove themselves. And kind of going away from the football side of things here, one more question for you. we got Justin Coleman, new Dolphins cornerback here on the Drive Time podcast. What is something that, that fans might not know about Justin Coleman, whether it's Maybe it's a guilty pleasure, some kind of obscure hobby. What's the number one thing we got to know about you? See, that's not number one thing, but <laughs> I'm going to just say that I am a fan of magic. Oh, can you elaborate? <laughs> I mean, I mean, David Blaine, you know, Chris Angel, that type of magic, you know, not witchcraft. <laughs> do you do you participate in any like card tricks? Do you know anything you can show your teammates in the locker room stuff like that? I mean, I might I might be able to do one uh, one day, but I haven't been practicing any lately. <laughs> but you know, anybody that can do it, you can wow me. <laughs> I've got one side of hand trick I can show you. Maybe when I get down there, I'll, I'll show you a couple things on the on the deck of cards. Justin Coleman, appreciate your time today, man. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. I uh, appreciate you doing this with us. Thank you. No problem. And there he goes, a fan of the sleight of hand, Justin Coleman, New Dolphins cornerback. Let's go ahead and finish up this podcast with my interview with New Dolphins receiver, Robert Foster. And joining me now on the Drive Time podcast is New Dolphins wide receiver, Robert Foster. And Robert, first thing I want to ask you, man, I'm looking at the sweatshirt, Thrasher, like, is that a, is that a bit of a subculture we, you know about? Are you on the skateboard? Like, what's, what's that all about? Oh, honestly, man, I'm just into the style of... I do have a BMX bike, and I like, you know, some of the little skateboard style, yeah. Did you grow up doing that kind of stuff? No, I've been on bikes, though. I do play on BMX bikes every now and then, dirt bikes every now and then, but yeah, I do mess around. Uh, I found out recently that our defensive end, Emmanuel Ogba, six foot four, 280-pound Emmanuel Ogba, is a skateboarder apparently, or he used to be. I, that blew my mind. So I thought maybe it, we had a connection. Just a little different ways, man. Just a different way, breathe. <laughs> For sure. No, it's that's that's a great great magazine, great photos, and like great clothing, like you mentioned. So good company there. Um, I want to start this podcast off here a little bit and ask you just you know football is obviously such a big part of a professional football player's life, but growing up from pee wee up to the pros, just what has football meant to you in your life? 
Football has been everything to me, honestly. It just allowed me to be me, you know, expressing myself in all different phases of my life. And just honestly, just being able to help other people, being a role model, you know, me now being in the professional business, it's been giving me an opportunity to just bless other people. I mean, and like I said, it's just a blessing, honestly. I mean, that's really it for me. Yeah, we've got plenty of great opportunities for, for you to get involved down here in the South Florida community as well. So you can definitely check into that with Football Unites and all the fun stuff we do there. I wanted to ask you, you know, you signed here with the Miami Dolphins. You've been with Buffalo and Washington before. What was it about Miami that want, made you want to come down here and sign with the Dolphins? Man, honestly, man, just, just I came down here a few, like a few weeks ago and I just got on the beach for a little bit and just just sat on and just thought about a lot of life, you know what I mean? And honestly, um, Miami just gave me the best opportunity and, and they were willing to give me to put my foot in the door and I was happy, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely, like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, it was just something that was best for me. So you get here coming from Alabama, well, you college in Alabama, a couple of guys here on the roster who are fellow Crimson Tide. Uh, you were there the year that, that Tua came off the bench and won the national championship. What was that experience like, and what can you tell us about our, our quarterback here? Man, Tua is Tua, man. The, one, of the, one of the best to me. I mean, very smart, work hard. Just a good person in general, like good heart, you know what I mean? And um, it was definitely a... a, a beautiful moment and just seeing him and how he's transformed from the business of being in the NFL and just ready to contribute and help him grow and help have him help me grow. You know what I mean? Like I said, we all have room to improve within our lives. So. And, yeah. uh, and on that defensive line as well, Raekwon Davis. And I've had a chance to meet him a couple times. He's a, he's a kind of a goofball. I, I, love, I like talking to Raekwon. What can you tell us about your new teammate on the defensive side of the ball? <laughs> Raekwon, man, that's always been my guy. You know what I mean? Seeing him grow and mature a lot and just seeing how he's taking the business side of being a professional. Like, I'm definitely, I'm definitely proud of him. Definitely. He has a lot of potential and I'm, I can't wait to see basically with him on and I, for sure. So, Robert, one of the things that stands out when I go back and look at your game is the speed, man. Like, I, I know you probably haven't ran a 40-yard dash since the scouting combine, and I know that the combine was supposed to be a couple weeks ago. It's not happening right now. But um, if we put you out there in a foot race, do you think you would uh, you finish first place here in the Dolphins? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I, anybody who's willing to race, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to get down on the field. And it got to be grass. You know what I mean? I can't be racing on no concrete. Okay. We got some cleats on yeah, for sure. That's the true measure of a, foot, a football speed, right? Cleats, do, do you right, got to go right. helmet yeah. pads? Or? Yeah, anybody can get me on that track for that concrete. <laughs> but I think on the grass, it's a different, a different style to it. This has kind of been like an evergreen topic for several years. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson, but they both are insistent that they would take home the championship belt. So maybe you're going to be throwing your hat into that ring there with those guys. I'd love to get in that little table with them. I would love to get in that table. There you go. I'll look forward to that. Look forward to seeing it down on the practice field this year. One more question for you here, Robert. We talked about the thrasher and skateboarding and whatnot, but uh, is there one thing that Dolphins fans need to know about you away from the football field, whether it's an obscure hobby or a guilty pleasure? Like, what's one thing that you're really into that we might not know about? I'm really just into just blessing people, you know, helping the youth. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, uh, I had a tragic moment within my life and just realizing just because you make one mistake within your life doesn't define you. And I just honestly just want to help the youth, help the juveniles, help 
just help single mothers and things like that. So I'm a giving person, I'm a catching person, honestly. That's really good. Is there anything that we can that you're you're involved in that we can maybe check out ourselves and, and get involved in ourselves? Man, anything that y'all really wanted to open up and allow me to speak with you and I, I would really like to participate with that. Because like I said, it's it's big, you know what I mean? Like I was just somewhat a juvenile and like I said, like I said, um you make one mistake and they kind of define you as that person. And I just want to refresh people's mind, like just because you make that mistake, that doesn't define you. You know what I mean? So that's that's me being a blessing idol, and that's what I really want to do, honestly. Yeah, it's a great mindset to have. And and speaking of, you mentioned, you know, single mothers. I don't know if you're familiar with Alan Hearns, but he has a foundation called 88 Blessings where he also helps out with single mothers and and gives back that way. And and, and Nick Needham, our cornerback, has also been involved with that as well, too. So you've got some teammates there in that same boat. Great stuff. I don't think we're going to top that closer there. I'll let you get out of here. Robert Foster, appreciate your time today, man. Thanks for doing this with us. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And there he goes, Robert Foster. What a great interview that was. Uh, Talking about himself, all he could talk about was how he wants to help other people. So just a really, really bright, really cool young man, uh, Robert Foster. There's McKinney Foster and Justin Coleman on this Monday edition of the Drive Time Podcast. We're going to have three more for you on Wednesday, three more for you on Friday, and continue to update the roster and break down these acquisitions and this Miami Dolphins offseason. Fun times here on the Drive Time Podcast, but... For my time today, that is going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank and the Audible Podcast. And of course, MiamiDolphins.com where all the written material on these players, the breakdowns, the film, the fit, the stats, the roster impact, all that fun stuff. MiamiDolphins.com. But until next time, fins up.